Hello and welcome to Shop Small, Eat Big, where each episode we'll be speaking to an artisan food or drink business, baking, brewing, creating, making fantastic produce and selling it throughout the UK. We get under the hood to understand what inspired them, how the business got started and the detail and love that goes into their products. Hope you enjoy listening. If you do, please give us a like, share, follow on our social media page, Pueblo UK, and any comments, please feel free to reach out on our contact email, hello at pueblofood.co. It's episode four already. Thanks everybody that subscribed so far or, or just listened in. We've had some absolutely fantastic comments and hopefully you as the listener have also found out about some truly amazing people and small craft businesses across the UK who we can fundamentally support and root for. On this week's episode, we head south down to Deal in Kent, home to found the Carl Wozni of Cocktail in a Bottle. Spun out of a successful bar restaurant that Carl set up after moving down from London as a way of getting social with the new community, he created Cocktail in a Bottle, realizing how quickly it can speed up service yet retain the same amount of high quality. COVID meant a pivot to the consumer, where it's also now a mail order cocktail service. You heard that right delivering fresh seasonal ingredients in his cocktails and not holding anything back when it comes to the booze or the sheer personality these unique creations offer. Carl's with us to talk about how this business got going and some eloquent detail about the various drinks created. The the way in which that uh, this podcast usually starts is... um, is is the same old question really and I, I always ask this just for my own curiosity but um I'm always intrigued to understand why people start the businesses that they do um not not least whether or not it was you know an absolute passion or you know a hobby or it was just completely spur of the moment you know eureka moment here's an idea and and, and off you go I, I I don't know I sense that you're, you're possibly in in either or categories but um what what what, what is it for you um what is okay um this is a a really interesting question because um I, I've always been one to um follow my heart um in in everything I do I, I'm kind of impulsive by nature um so whenever I have an idea um I, I kind of just follow through with it I think it's down to the fact that I was diagnosed quite late on with ADHD I've just recently um, last year I was diagnosed uh, with the condition and I was always wondering why um, I'm all, I, my, my brain doesn't switch off for ideas and mm. um, and, and I kind of uh, and, my, and my son was diagnosed with it last year as well um, so it's kind of uh, it's kind of been an interesting thing for me to have to kind of grapple with um yeah because what happens i suppose you have you always think that you're as if before you get a diagnosis you are who you are right you are who you are and and, and all my life i've been apparently developing these strategies or coping mechanisms to deal with a a condition that i never knew i had and (laughs) and and so it's so so it's um the, the idea that my brain is always going permanently going always wanting to create always wanting to do things um it's um and and it's also led to very impulsive terrible business decisions and terrible life decisions (laughs) that have kind of uh, somehow played out and resolved over time but it's uh i've learned a lot but since being diagnosed i kind of i've calmed down a lot because i i've I've, Mm. I'm able to second guess myself and and kind of uh uh, you know, sort of really have a conversation with myself when I, when I think of something or think to do something or want to uh, or have a, get an urge to do something, which is yeah. about <laughs> 50 times a day, I don't know, 100 times a day. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's incessant. It, it, you know, it's... Uh, uh, so this fine. business could have been anything, really. It, it just it just so happened that this this idea has come to fruition and it's working. But, but it I, could have been, yeah. it could have potentially been anything. Yeah, I mean, I use it as a basis so you can kind of understand that actually. Uh, I mean, I run two businesses. Uh, one is a, a theatre company which I set up like twenty years ago, 
Uh, and um, and that sprung out of that at several companies. But I've always been interested in food and drink, and I've always been manifesting in my head the idea of wanting my own restaurant and, and, and bar because I love food and drink so much. It purely comes from loving eating, loving uh, drinking, socialising, yeah. um, because I find that's a fundamental aspect of life that you just can't ignore, yeah. and, and it's always been yeah. in my life. Um yeah. Uh, to to the point where I've always sought, um, you know, uh, sort of like food and drink that sort of um, that, that sort of challenges me as well. You know, I'm not, I'm not shy of uh, trying things, and I, and I think um, that came from an early age. I think when you have that, that's a sound basis in which to work in food and drink. It's not just the idea of saying I want this vocation to train in it. Um, it, it purely came from enjoying it and and from that um the idea yeah. of perhaps one day um you know uh, setting up my own business and that, that that came about when i moved to deal from london when i got out of the rat race uh, in london to, and moved into the uh, on, onto the coast and and um i I, yeah. I thought at that point that this is a great time to set up a restaurant because um I really wanted to meet my community. When I moved, uh, you always get these DFLs, these down from Londoners that, that move out to these places, take over and kind of, you know, <laughs> and don't become part of the community. They just sort of, you know, they're part of it. But yeah, they're they not. isolate. Yeah, and yeah. I really wanted to be, you know, to, to meet people and to know people. And I think hospitality is great for that. So I, I did set up a, a restaurant and with it a bar. And and that's where I was able to play with, um, with cocktails because I was able to... I wanted to pr- I wanted to provide something that they didn't have there already in in, in deal and that was uh good burgers. <laughs> yeah yeah I was going to say what was the cuisine like just sort of gast sort of gastro style. It was sort of pub so there are some uh, good restaurants here and and some great restaurants here now um but when I moved mm. down 12 years ago it was um it wasn't so many um but um but but no one was doing uh what, what I would call at that time craft burgers I mean you know it was. It was. I came down yeah. from London, and I sort of I was spoiled really by the choice of what you had up there. And I'm kind of like, yeah, this is something I can do because I'm are. passionate about eating really good burgers. So I can do that at least. Um, <laughs> and and from that, um, also the bar, I brought some brought some uh, craft beer um, into town as well. As, as that, that was, um, you know, that was. Just I mean, the rise about. of that has been huge, isn't it? I mean, I don't, I don't know where, 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 what, what year are you sp- what, what year are you talking when you open the restaurant up? I, mean, I opened a restaurant twenty twenty twelve, um, yeah, and uh, by twenty fifteen, I came out of a pop out pub, and, and I was in uh, twenty fifteen. I was in my own uh, restaurant on the seafront in a, in a prime position. So that was where uh, I, I kind of decided to have. 12 lines of craft beer and really make a statement and say, right, I'm really going to support this. Um, yeah. 12 was really way too many for what for the capacity of my restaurant, but, but that, you know, ADHD. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, there, uh, there it is, you know, I want that one, that one, that one, that one. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so that's how it came about. And, and, and cocktails really was an extension of the food and the beer and the drink, you know, it all came in together nicely. It's, it's all, it's all, it's all together, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. So, so what, so what actually happened to the, to the, to the restaurant? Cause I mean, you, you, you were creating cocktails clearly at your restaurant. People yeah. were liking them, enjoying them, drinking them. And obviously you, you got the chance to socialize within, you know, become a little bit more engrossed, ingrained into the community. Yes. Um, what, 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 what was, was the restaurant? Uh, was it just, was it too much to t- sort of take on? And you thought maybe it's worth just sort of sticking with the cocktails. That that was the more popular uh, option that you felt, or was it sort of a little bit more natural than that? You just had an opportunity it was, to sell. Yeah, it's a range of different things. I mean, actually, some of yeah. what you said is true. I think mm-hmm. um, for anyone that runs a restaurant, it, it is a passion, and you have to you, you have to be there all the time. Um, yeah. The, the theatre company started to get really busy. We, I lost some key members of staff there and I had to sort of fill in the gaps and it just became a bit, bit too much. Um, so I decided to sell um, yeah. uh, back to the landlord, actually, who wanted the space to do something else. So I was able to come out not having lost yeah. it. But with that... That's good. But with that, <laughs> the... Um, the cocktails... I, I used to batch my cocktails at Burger Brothers. I used to... I used to uh, batch them and put them in the fridge, and then that will enable me to expedite really good cocktails quickly uh, during service. And um, so that that always stayed yeah. that that idea of of batching a cocktail um, and and presenting it to a customer. Um, 
it, it, just as it was made fresh, you know. But, but um, and, and I think uh, yeah. locally, um, when I say locally, I mean not really in my hometown of Deal because I've got this thing about working too close to home. But but I kind of started <laughs> to work with some bars outside of the area, but in my locate in this in my sort of districts and uh, and to, yeah. just as a bit of fun, really, to to go to them and say, look, you don't do cocktails, but I, I could present you with you know a ready to drink menu, uh, ready to prepare. Uh, quite easily um i suppose that, that made it very easy for you to it made it quite e- well when i say easy i mean i, I say that very subjectively no, nothing nothing is really easy especially when you're setting up your own your own business but i felt like you already had your uh, your, your customer base or at least the the potential customer base already right like people who had seen a lot of people cocktails that you yeah making. a lot of people um used to come in for cocktails um and so yeah, they, they 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 know me in the community. They do, um, but it I, it's never work actually. It, it, the second it starts to become work, I, I do start mm. to worry about. Uh, it's always about having fun and being in you know uh, getting that real sense of pride in, in what you do. Um, yeah. And I've always had that with with the work that I do because th- that's just the way I am. I, if if I'm not enjoying mm. it, and if I don't have an element of uh, sort of uh, care uh, uh, um, and respect to what mm. in, in what I'm doing, then I just don't bother. It, it's just yeah, it's it's, it's not worth yeah. bothering. So yeah, I think I, life's life's far too short for stuff like that. And I think that's clearly clearly conveyed across in terms of what 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 you do as well and what you're passionate about. I mean, if anyone actually goes on to to, to your website now or has had the uh, you know fortunate opportunity to be living close to deal or in deal and, and has tried your cocktails you can quite clearly see there's the there's the authenticity of, of yourself there completely expressed in 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 the drinks that you that you have i mean well i was I, the one question for me that clearly stands out and and, and you mentioned adhd which is really interesting you got 22 drinks <laughs> I, I just i counted them you got 22 different cocktails um, 20, and I'd, 22 and I'd listed <laughs> 22 listed but I mean, and i've got loads take, take more me, that aren't that. listed and they're just waiting to pounce onto that menu but i just know in terms of business it's not it's not really a viable proposition to be to, to having too many drinks on it you know i'm a you know you, you see where this is going right yeah <laughs> it's just kind of like i can't stop yeah. myself it's it's no. not about the money it's not about the money it's, it's about it's, it's about providing something that i'm happy to provide you know and it's uh Absolutely. i want people to drink the drink that's listed you know what if i put a new drink on the menu i really want people to try it and, you know it's um mm. Uh, and and to enjoy it you know it's about but hospitality i see this as hospitality because it is about pleasing people at the end of the day you, you make something to please somebody uh, or you, you create do. something to please somebody and and um i've, I've always enjoyed the ethos doing. of artisanal isn't it it's that's art that's artisanal in, in a heartbeat because when people set up you know the, these businesses and, and uh, when i say set up a business it's just a, a legal formality to do it if you, if you want to sell something that you love right but but yeah. but really i mean whilst these are businesses they're still um, you know, you're still creating something from the heart, from the hand that you're doing something that you that you love doing, and you want to give back a little bit. And of course, if you earn a little bit along the way, that's great. But largely, by you know, by and large, having spoken to lots of different businesses, particularly sort of small artisanal craft, small batch, that's 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 the sort of common denominator that that seems to sort of sync with all of them is that it's not for the money it's about what we do and what we create and the i suppose the social aspect and what what you what you can give to someone by by, by enjoying that product it's different to going to going to a supermarket isn't it let's, let's face absolutely. it absolutely and, and and there's been nothing more um you know lockdown itself um has proven that 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 people love to support local small independent businesses i mean it's uh all of these portals come out in full force. Yeah, that sure, have sprung up to showcase, um, you know, um, producers is incredible, and, and I think um, hmm. you know people do they do want to support local, um, and they do want to um, widen their you know their their uh, widen their palettes as well, and sort of develop their palettes by trying new things, and um, and it's nice when you convert. Uh, people as well when when you got you know people that perhaps are a bit safe and 
you know, always order the chicken tikka masala, you know, and they're, they're kind of like, uh, <laughs> it's time now to, to, to spread your wings, you know, and it's a, I love that when that happens, um, whether, whether it's food or drink and that you just all of a sudden take a gamble on something and it pays off. It's just such a wonderful feeling. That's a very good analogy. And um, I, I know plenty of people that are chicken tikka masala <laughs> orderers in a, in a restaurant. So it's, it's um, you know, you know, I think next time we do finally end up in a restaurant, I'll encourage them to um, progress onto a lambuna or, or something like that. <laughs> Fantastic! I'll, jo- I'll join you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Carl, how did you get your first sale? Was it really easy for you? Did you just sort of have a chat with some of the sort of local businesses in in the area and say, "Look, you know, you've seen what what." What I've been doing in in, in my restaurant, uh, obviously, I'm, I'm I'm taking on this business. Yeah. Um, I'm creating some 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 premixed cocktails, just just like I did um, when I was running the um, running the bar restaurant. Um, you know, would you be interested? Is it? Is it sort of? I suppose they knew you. I suppose that makes it easier, doesn't it, to, to get things going yeah, locally? Yeah, it, it 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 does. And and you're right. I I did. Um, I mean, it was. Uh, uh, as I mentioned before, it's kind of like it wasn't supposed to be a massive business. It was supposed to be something to keep my hand in hospitality, really, and to keep engaged in doing things that I love to do and mm. creating cocktails as one of them. So I, I kind of, for me, there's, there's, there's an element of education to, to all of this, you know, underpins everything as well, that, that kind of... Mm. Um, even though you know providing someone's palate in cocktails isn't like reading a book or learning something like that but it is it is a form of education i think um and i and i and it was easy to contact um a local bar or restaurant and, and just talk to them about why they're not doing cocktails and would they like to what's what's stopping them from doing it um yeah and, and that kind of well, what's the up. answer that you normally get what what, what, well, what it's, do you it's, get? It's, is, is it yeah the typical answers are really um it's training staff <laughs> to, to, to 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 make them it's about uh, the preconception that cocktails are just expensive um and whether the dem- demographic is right um and also the wastage that might happen from buying too much um too much too many um sort of different spirits mm. and and ingredients to make the cocktails um and it's kind of uh it's, i guess really it's that consistency and, and when you're busy behind the bar the last thing you want customers to do is to keep waiting for a cocktail that that you're gonna yeah. hate yeah. making because you're not you're not really behind it so it's, it's about the it's about making it easy for the customer so if i yeah spoke to the local bar in question um and said look if I could help solve some of these issues for you, would you entertain any idea of, of, of me supplying you? I'll, I'll create the menu for you. I'll train your yeah. staff how to make the cocktails and garnish them and, and about getting the glassware right, about getting the right ice, actually, to go into the glass is, is very important. Um, right. For, and, e- for each drink as well, right? I, I suppose, yeah, you need to have, uh, well, I mean, that's serious detail, clearly, but I mean, you've got you to yes, do it right. That's right. Um, you've got to do it right. If you're going to do it, do it right. Do it well. Um, and, and it's about helping them achieve that without the hassle, mm. without the, uh, t- the taxing element. Um, yeah. And whilst they may pay more um, and their GP would be less, it would even out because they'll spend less time having to make cocktails and therefore you can expedite them quicker. Um, mm. And yeah, therefore they'll be able to sell more. And so that, that kind of balances out really. Yeah, exactly. And then COVID and- hit. And then COVID hit, and that's exactly where I was about to go in my in my next subject. Because you know, a lot of the businesses that we speak to and have on the show are largely B to C, you know, you know, business to consumer, selling selling to the individual, and that's always been the way. And obviously, clearly, you know, your Inception cocktail and button cocktail in a bottle, sorry, clearly wasn't set up for that. Oh no, it was totally and, and, and um, business to business, yeah. Yeah. So this is a good, this is, for me, this is an interesting story because it, it's just one of, you know, 10,000 stories across the UK where you've, you've seen businesses that are largely, I mean, like yourself, you know, you, you supplying the, the trade effectively, supplying bars, restaurants, et cetera, and, and having to sort of get back to the drawing board, I suppose, and go, well, how, how am I going to make this work? Because am I right in saying that you did you did you have a website at the time or did you have any presence because i mean having selling to the trade versus selling to an individual is you know 
I mean, it's different. Yes, of course it's different, but I mean, there are steps that you need to take in order to sort of position your product to mm. uh, an individual I, versus I was, a business. It was confusing. Um, mm. It was confusing. You know, when you do something and you think, okay, it can be this and it can be that. Um, and, and, it, and it wasn't clear enough really from my perspective. Um, I kind of looked at the idea of, um, if I was going to create a website, it, can I get multiple use out of this website? Can I tap into another market yeah. with that website as well, with that shop? Um, mm. But it wasn't ready because I was so used to working with uh, the Entree directly. Um, it wasn't consumer-facing enough, yet I tried it to see if it worked and it didn't. It failed miserably. Um, and I realized, actually, well, of course it's going to fail. You know, it's uh, ADHD. It's going to it's going to be, <laughs> you know, it, it's the, the, your labeling isn't right. You know, um, the, the, the cocktails are too left field. Um, and, 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 of course, all those components, you know, contributes was the idea yeah. to, 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 to the fact that you're not appealing to, to an audience at all. Um, so, yeah, it, I had to change. It's a whole rethink. It's a whole it? rethink, a whole, yeah, about everything. how I wanted yeah. it to be. And, and uh, so, yeah, I had to. Is that, a, is that a process? Because, I mean, like you, you mentioned there about like the labeling, like what you have now, and I, and I would recommend that anybody goes and visits your, your website, cocktailandabottle.co.uk, and have a look at the range of cocktails that you have, not just because of what they are, but, but because... The the pack the packaging or the just just the stickers on the front it, it, it's just absolutely superb and oh, you would thanks. see that anywhere so you know that's something that I think that's a real added value was that new was that something that you did in order to get into you know to to try and be a little bit more attractive to the to the consumer as opposed to to the trade or was that already definitely. in place because I mean it looks it looks spot on definitely well it, it came about because I, before that I used to design the labels myself I, I just I designed it on my Mac and I thought oh that's not bad. Uh, but really, it was crap because what what I, I needed to, uh, all I needed the label to do is to say what's it was. Someone in the bar to open up the fridge and go and know what the mojito was, know what the you know because <laughs> yeah. it said yeah. it on the. Does it bottle. need to look good? Does it need, Does to, it need look to look good? sexy? No. But then I, yeah. I, I, I someone you know I, I managed to get a meeting with a local um, prominent farmer shop that sells a lot of local gins and stuff, and I thought, okay, maybe they can be interested in that. and i took i took my you know range down there and they love the cocktails before i'm not <laughs> not, not the whole 22 i yeah. hope <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just a few just a few samples yeah. and uh and, and they <laughs> and i showed them some of the bottles they said i can't put that on the shelves and it's kind of like you're right you're right you can't put that on the shelf and uh thank you mm. that's, a, that's that's uh just what i need it's to constructive. hear I, I need well yeah. yeah sometimes you just need someone to poke you and go Lloyd, let's wake up you know it's uh what do you think you're doing? Yeah. <laughs> Pull your head out your backside, <laughs> you know. And um, so, yeah, I had to, and I'm creative by nature, you know, but, and I thought, okay, I, I just need to work with someone who knows what they're doing. And, uh, yeah. you know, rule number one, I guess, <laughs> just to get a partner with people, you know, you've got, you've got I've to learned that. work with good people. Pl- you, you do. And there's lots of good people out there that have, you know, skills that you just don't have. And I think, you know, it's important to leverage on those if you, if you, if you have the resource to do so, it's, it's, it's important, I think. So did, was it, was it the case that you sort of found someone local and said that this is my, that these are the ideas, this is a kind of thick, cause there's a clear and obvious theme across your, 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 your drinks, isn't there? There, there seems to be some, let's say storytelling, but there's, there's, there's quite a clear theme throughout your drinks. I mean, you know, the old fashioned is, is you know on the on the, on the label as a as an old sort of Chesterfield sofa and you know the fact that it's an old fashioned it, it, you look at the sofa and it, it's it, it looks old it looks old it looks dusty you know it's, it's exactly where you would sit and enjoy a drink uh, particularly an old fashioned but then alternatively you've got the that you've got the porn star martini label which looks like you're you're in seventies disco yeah that's it you know that's it I mean. It- you hit the nail on the head there. You are telling a story. In fact, mm. you know, cocktails are stories in themselves. And, and it's, um, you're not just drinking a drink, you're drinking an experience. It should be, it must be an experience. Um, yeah. And yeah. buying it and looking at it from on, on a shelf has got to tell that story. You've got to communicate that story to the customer. Um, that particular drink that you mentioned, the Chesterfield, that, that, whole cocktail was based around me sitting in a Chesterfield chair. I mean, I'm thinking, 
what cocktail would I like to drink sitting in this chair? And so it's kind of like, yeah, I, I want an old fashioned, but you know, I can't smoke a cigar here, but I would, I'd want an element of, you know, I'd, I want tobacco in there. I'd want, you know, I'd, I'd love a bit of cognac in there. And it's, mm. that's where it came from. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, everything has a story. Um, it, but it's been told, as you say, and it's clearly it's developed and it's been told, and and, and the labelings made. I mean, that must have made it made a difference as well. I mean, obviously now that you've got you've got the site up, you've got the, you know, you've got the right packaging, you've got the right bottle. It, it helps you at least get into a good place to to say, you know, to get into the consumer market and say, absolutely, um, here here we are. And one of the questions that, that that I wanted to to ask you, and I, I thought that this was quite interesting because where you've been previously selling um, within the trade and obviously if it's relatively local within your geographic area of where you're producing then obviously you can deliver fairly 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 quickly but you know you're, you're now shipping nationwide as far as I'm aware yeah um, these are pre-made cocktails they need to be consumed fairly quickly so what what was the was there any uh, I mean, logistics is, is, is you've got to get that right. Yeah. Uh, also you've got to make sure, yeah, you've got to make sure that you're working someone that's going to deliver it on time for the customer that when the customer receives it, it looks right. And obviously communicate the fact that it needs to be drank fairly. It's for now, isn't it? So it I mean, is. how I like, was that a process as well to, to help yeah. that? Because it's not easy to, to handle, especially as it's got to be consumed so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Um, that's, uh, when I, when I first started the delivery service, um, it had to be, you know, next day delivery. Um, and the, the product, the fresh range, um, luckily enough, it is stable enough to do, to be two or three days out of the fridge, but it's, um, but it's, uh, yeah, they are made to be drunk within the week. Don't buy my cocktails, the fresh range. If you, if you, if you, if you know, ahead of time, you, you need to buy them when you want to drink them pretty much. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. My customers come to know that, and I kind of I hope I communicate that on the website. But it's uh, well, it gives it gives quality though, doesn't it? The fact that if you consume it now, it's it's there's a reason why it's fresh, isn't it? Just you know, as long as right. it gets. I don't use yeah. preservatives in in my drinks, and there's there's a lot of companies out there that produce shelf stable products um, that should really be fresh products, but they are shelf stable because you know they're trying to tap into that market of providing something that. Um, appeals to the mass market, I guess. You know, for example, a porn star martini or a mojito, for example, um, mm. or a strawberry daiquiri. You, for me, I, I find it deplorable uh, to to actually provide a strawberry daiquiri in a bottle <laughs> and it not be a fresh product. It just doesn't seem right to me. And for, for uh, someone that loves, um, you know, for, for for one that appreciates all the sort of the work and. Uh, and the love that goes into making a cocktail, I can completely understand why you would stare at a sort of pre-made bottle that's got you know preservatives in that last a couple of weeks or perhaps even no, longer. No, a year. And, It'll and last to have a year. A, yeah. a year. Yeah. I mean, you must look at those bottles with disgust. I do, I do. And when you look at the story of some of the companies that are making them, you'd think that they are making you know the freshest thing on earth. You know, it's just. Uh, it's unfortunate, mm. that, um, but that's just the way it is. And I, I guess really, there's a market out there for people that want convenience, and um, and and I think I, I totally am not convenient in many ways. <laughs> I'm so inconvenient. But you're focused on the quality. <laughs> but I get the impression that you, you as you say, you, I was just thinking about sort of where you sit in in terms of the sort of market more more generally, because there's definitely a market for this, and clearly, you know, you've you've made a made a stand in the sense that you 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 won't sacrifice any sort of aspect of quality in your drink you're obviously just you know unapologetic about the fact that yes you have got to consume it as soon as uh, as soon as you order it and we'll deliver it within a within a good time frame but obviously you, you know you need to consume it and is that is that unique because i mean there can't be mm. i imagine a lot of businesses are probably more worried about the 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 shelf life as you say whilst you're just uh, you know but I, but I think there's well well look there, there, I guess there's there's two sides to this I mean we have a uh, you know a spirit forward range which which isn't which, which do provide by the very nature of the drink a shelf stable product I mean you know so so an old fashioned will be shelf stable um, yeah I still make them fresh I don't I, I don't 
you know, batch make and, and, and make have them sitting on shelves gathering dust. And then I thought, God, I've got to shift that shelf. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, I don't have that problem because I, I gauge everything. I have a very small production facility. Um, therefore, you know, it's not conducive for me to, to buy too much stock and, and not have it and have it sitting there. And with my ADHD thinking, well, I think I'm done with that cocktail. I think I need to go on to something else. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah, I'm going to have to make something with this particular style of gin in it now because otherwise I'm not going to be able to shift it. It's, it's kind of, I don't have those problems. I don't have those uh, uh, production problems. Um, mm. and, and I think it's, um, so, you, so you've got your shelf-stable st- uh, products that, 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 that um that, that will naturally sit on the shelf. But of course, the fresh products that have fruit juice in them, um, they, they are there to be drunk there and then. Um, and yeah, you've got a week yeah. to do it. Um, yeah. So is, is, is there a market for it? Not in the trade, uh, because unless you're running a restaurant that is, you know, knocking them out, you know, really fast. Um, and I have... I mean, I'm trying it in a couple of um, restaurants actually um, this uh, this summer. Super. Um, yeah. See how that goes, um, <clears throat> or I supply the drink in spirit forward form, and I get them to add the you know the uh, the juice or, or the soda or whatever that needs to go with it. So it's kind of a yeah, so that you retain that way. Um, and then obviously you you retain a little bit of the of the of the life of it there, aren't you? If you're taking those. That's right. Components out. That's right. I did have a zombie and I did have a Mai Tai and I did have a mojito um, that were just pure spirit in a bottle. Um, but, I, but I felt yeah. that perhaps it was – people need to get their head around it because that wasn't ready to drink. You needed to add something to it. And that added another right. level of complexity to the buying process mm. that I think I needed to change. And to a consumer, it needs to perhaps, not to say that the consumer's silly, they're not. No, but they want compared to trade to consumer, they want convenience. Yeah. 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 And you see a lot of companies now doing cocktail kits. And uh, for my brain, I love making cocktails. And obviously, that's a separate market altogether. So you will get shipped, you know, a little bottle of this and, and, and some accompaniments to make the cocktail. Um, but I think and obviously there is a market for it. So there's lots of companies doing it. But for me, it, it purely is you're buying something <laughs> where all the work has been done. And it's yeah. uh, and you just want to drink it. You want to get the fun from drinking it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I th- as you say, I think you're right there. There's there's two different markets. There's there's the one where I, I think the whole prepare at home world, whether it's preparing a cocktail at home or whether it's, um, you know, getting a meal kit or something and preparing like a high-end restaurant meal from home, that that in itself is a completely different segment, I find, because mm-hmm. there's clearly a segment of, of uh, consumers that enjoy that aspect of it. But of course, you're always still going to get those that just just want the product. Just, yeah. just give it to me, please. Just yeah. get it down my neck. I'm ready yeah. to drink it. I've had a, I've had a hard week. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to have to worry about and making it. I get it. texts on a Friday night saying exactly that. You know, it's a, I can't. <laughs> Any chance I can have a, you know. It's uh yeah, once they've got my phone up and I see it, I'm done. I'm, 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 I'm a cocktail <laughs> dealer, you know. <laughs> That's, I love that. I'm going to remember that. I mean, that's what I think. That's how I'm going to reference you from now on. The, 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 the funny thing is, dealer. the funny thing is, I bought. I went to a. Um, I went to an antique shop in Wales a couple of years ago, and I bought this Victorian doctor's bag. It's like it made it out of crocodile leather, and it's. You know, I opened it up, and it had all these apothecary bottles in, and these old sort of injection needles and stuff like that, and all these little compartments. Wow. Wouldn't it be great to put my bitters in there, my samples? And so, whenever I go to a restaurant now, or if I go to uh, uh, somewhere where I need to sample, they want to sample the products. I always take my doctor's bag. So it's uh, full of uh, full of uh, so cocktail samples, and always come in and say, "Right, that's, you're about to be medicined." You know. Yeah, that's absolutely fantastic. Well, that, that's a, that's a real that's a real story. You create you're creating this aura almost. Aren't you? That, that's epic. But also, I quite like the bag. That's a, that was a great find. Clearly. Oh yeah, I just looked at it. But back, yes, I'm having it. Yeah. <laughs> what have the um what what have what, what has the feedback been like like from sort of you know you've been selling to sort of consumers for, for sort of a year now like you you must be not just selling to people locally around in your area clearly there's this has gone a little bit further afield like if you you've been 
do you think that for you as a, as a as a business, do you want to continue selling to consumer? I mean, no doubt that you'll be happy once you know restaurants and bars properly fully open, so that you can go back to trade. But do you, do you think that you'll stick around in the consumer side as well and Definitely. carry on? Definitely, because I love making. A, I got two uh, orders this morning from one from Wales, one from Nottingham. You know, I've got one from Chester, one up in Leeds. It's kind of, you know, it's got, uh, sending cocktails far afield is lovely. It's lovely to to get out of bed and do. It's that a good feeling, someone. I think. That, yeah, isn't it? it's really really good, and and I think um, it's keeping me busy. Um, trade, there's a, there's a there's a glass ceiling ready for me about how much trade I can do. Um, mm. I don't want it to get to the point where because you know then you get to the point where because it's just me you know to take on other people and and then it stops being my product and then and i have to train other people to deliver it and then it stops being that so as right. the capacity for me as as carl i'm probably at about 25 percent capacity of carl at the moment <laughs> um, which is which it's is a few, few good as a quarter that's right you got it's th- a quarter got of me so i've got three quarters to go before i'm getting to the point where I'm going to help actually I'm, I'm, I'm I want to slow down a bit now because um, yeah. I will work hard and I will work long hours to get it done um, and and, um, mm. and in the summer it gets to that point you know it does get to that point uh, throughout the summer and Christmas um, yeah but but it's uh, but I love it I thrive on it you know it's uh, yeah, completely but I but I, it's gonna be very very hard for me to to when it when it starts being it becomes more of a brand and not about me. Uh, what about me? Uh, but but about the, you know my, my actually me delivering the product. So I, I think I might have to then rethink about the business model mm, and that, yeah. uh, that kind of it's going to be a strange a lot one. Of, uh, a lot of people can't, uh, and I and I I sense this as well. And sometimes in myself, and I see I see other people, and I know and I know have friends. Uh, that have this mentality especially when if you build a successful business and you've you sort of been there for the ground up and that's that can be what you're good at you know that can be what you enjoy it, it's that real sort of bootstrap um you know get everything off the ground and and, and to, to, to sort of really be hands-on um you know a few years down the line it becomes it could, could become extremely successful you could be uh, you could be stocking in potentially hundreds of retailers you mm. could be selling god knows how many to consumers they've got a, you've got a huge trade book and you've you've hired you know an additional 10 15 staff you have a separate production facility um i think there are a lot of people that, that, that go that's not that's not for me that mm. that isn't it i mean it is, and it clearly is for some right but but but, mm. but not for everyone and i see it you know it's a, that's a good problem to have, right? It's a it's a good situation. It's a good problem to, to in, have. In it's a, I, I have built teams before uh, in different industries, and as you say, you you, you need people with different skill sets, and um, mm. sometimes, but it's just something that th- th- it was never the intention for this business to be like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I, you know, I'll never say never, but at the same time, I'm reluctant. I'm kind of you know reluctant to. Um, you need to be ready, don't you? You need to be ready to embrace that and, and kind of in yourself to, to, to let part of the baby go. You know, and it's um, that's, that's a, that's a yeah, tough that's thing not, to do, especially when you're it's a tough so thing. invested. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and enjoy it so much. You know, Com- completely. And and thinking a little bit about this 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 year, and as you say, you want to you want to keep growing it, and obviously you'll, you'll get to a certain level, etc. But what um, what what are the plans for for this year? I mean, I, I suppose you're concentrating quite heavily on the fact that you know that there's there's some uh, easing going on over the next few months, and and, and trade will no doubt pick up. But uh, in terms of in terms of cocktail in a bottle, are you thinking about new? I mean, can there possibly be how many more cocktails can you make? You got twenty two already. I yeah. mean, how I mean, many I'm, more is I'm coming? Meeting, What's uh, the plan? I'm meeting a really lovely restaurant uh, next week, and uh, they want um, a bespoke menu. So that that's in itself is something that I'm, just, I'm gonna so love to do. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's about uh, you know. So that's that, that'll keep my creative juices flowing for a while. Um, <laughs> it's been pr- approached by a hotel actually, a five star hotel somewhere. I can't really say at the moment, but uh, to do uh, uh, provide cocktails for their mini bar. Um, and that's, again, it's such fun. It's these little things that that just keep yeah. the, the creative juices going. And 
And it's, um, yeah, there's so many different things. And also <laughs> other things I've been asked to go and, you know, do events and stuff um, uh, over a space of a weekend in nice places and country manners and stuff like that. So there's lots of That's other little different thing. things that are happening just as a, just by doing what I'm doing. And I think I'd love to take those opportunities because it, it's fun. It's fun and it, and it keeps you, um, you know, you're out meeting people and, and, and being busy and, you're not sitting at home watching Homes Under the Hammer, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got other things to do, more important <laughs> things. Do you foresee any new bottles coming in? Is there, is there anything that your, you know, existing customers or any new people that, you know, that are listening to this podcast can can, can look for? I mean, yeah. not that they wouldn't find something, but what what's on the menu? What's coming up that you're um, yeah. excited well, about releasing? every year... Um, the Kentish strawberry comes into season around the end of the month um, and people eagerly await my um, strawberry daiquiri, which is um, such a, an amazing drink that I make. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't want to do it. I never wanted to do the pina colada because I didn't want to be pedestrian anyway. But I thought, hang on, I could make a really good pina colada. I, I can make a really <laughs> good strawberry daiquiri. So, uh, so, so. You know, uh, but I only do it when the strawberries are in season. You see, you've got to stick to your guns. And people are asking me, can you make one in December? I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Sorry. You know, yeah, but, but so strawberry season is uh... coming. And and um, and also the raspberries will be coming and the cherries will be coming. And uh, it's going to be wonderful. So, yes, there'll be plenty of new things coming about. That's um, fantastic. You, it's almost like you are. So I've never I've never spoken to anyone that is producing drinks that, you know, it's like you're a restaurant owner and you've decided to only use seasonal ingredients on your menu and the way that you change it is dependent on um you know what's around you and what's in season um you, you're doing the same thing as what you do in your drink or at least some of them right yeah that's, yeah um, a lot of them some of them are all around awesome. staples but yes seasonality is so important i, I actually mm. created a, a subscription service as part of my offer as well which is it it I have to say it's not as successful because it's not a business in its own right. It's a kind of a tag on to my existing business. And again, it's the ADHD syndrome thing of like, wouldn't it be nice to supply people with, you know, seasonal cocktails yeah. that month, you know? Yeah. Um, and of course I've got, I've got, you know, a couple of dozen of people that subscribe to it. And I love looking after those couple of dozen people each month, you know, and, mm. and it's, um, and, and again, it's enough to keep me busy and entertained and to give them something that they wouldn't get anywhere else. Um, so seasonality is important and, and it enables me to, to develop what I do and to learn more about what I do and to yeah, become better completely. at it. Um, so, yeah, every month I, I, I contact these people and go, right, this is what I'm going to be doing with these ingredients. Um, pick what you want and I'll make it for you. Yeah. And that's once, that's... Do that once a month. And again, it's because it's once a month. It's just like, you know, it's uh, it's not overly taxing to me, but it's uh, it just keeps my interest going. Absolutely, and, w and would you say that you're fairly picky with the other ingredients? So uh, you know, outside of the um, you know fresh seasonal ingredients that you use, like like in the daiquiri with the strawberries. I mean, I, I'm looking here. I know that you guys, yeah, I know that you've got quite a few Negronis on, and for example, I can oh, see yeah. cho you know, chocolate orange as an example. Like yeah. you, you. What, what go the ingredients that you're using? I mean, I, I don't suppose you're going into Sainsbury's and and, and buying um, you know Cadbury's like a Cadbury orange. Like, I'm pretty sure you're, yeah. you're you're being a little bit pickier with uh, yeah. yeah some no, of the exactly, ingredients yeah. that you're using. Yeah, that's right. No, you, uh, yeah. So so with the uh, chocolate orange Negroni, there's something that was well, I, I invented that for, for Christmas and. Um, and then people wanted to keep ordering it after Christmas. Well, actually, you know, chocolate orange isn't just for Christmas. It's not just for no, Christmas. It's, it's not it? just Terry's. Yeah. It's uh, so yes, it's um, orange, um, fresh orange zest, um, and chocolate cocoa nibs, basically infused into a uh, into the Negroni, and uh, right. it takes about right. a day to get the flavors into it, and then you find strain it out, and you've got a chocolate orange Negroni there. It's uh, yeah, it's bitter and, and um, aromatic something that um has just just come into my head that i've realized that i wanted to ask you before we before we conclude on this is the mm. is the production facility like mm. uh, has that grown like since is it just sort of you in the kitchen that's just sort of you're just banging out a few cocktails or have you started to get some big sort of scientific you know equipment that's coming in for you to take take it up a notch oh that's really interesting because i've i've, I've kind of um i'd love to you know 
get some uh, distilling equipment uh, to to kind of make some distillates. And uh, that's always been interesting to me. I've, I've read up a lot of books on it. And I've tried mm. a lot of, um, uh, and I want to actually visit more distilleries and kind of, you know, talk to them um, about those processes because it gives you so much freedom about what you can do. Um, but it's another level. It's just totally another level. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. kind of, um, I, I do a lot of infusions. Um I've just started fermenting stuff as well. So I'm just playing around with that at the moment. So um, what with? So, what what are you what is it that you're fermenting? I'm actually fermenting a mojito at the moment. Interesting. Mm. To see how that comes out. And um it'll be how, really how, interesting. How long would you um how, how long would you ferment that for? And then, of course, you're going to try it. Good question. Like, I'm like. going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll find this out. This is the fun part. And I'll let you know. It's, uh, it's, yeah. in, it's in the fermenter at the moment. And, and it's, um, I'm, I'm, giving it, uh, I'm giving it about five days, I reckon, um, yeah. to start with. But you check it, you know, you, you, you check it after about three days and just do a little check on it and then go back and check it out for day four. Day four. I reckon it's a, about... A, five days or maybe six you might yeah. have uh well it's really interesting to see because when you this is a big thing for me um is about the alcohol content of of my drink and i, and I think it, it's I, I have a thing about i don't know maybe i'm an alcoholic mm. i don't know in secret but <laughs> but i kind of like i don't want to drink cocktails that are 10 percent abv and i just don't want to do it it doesn't interest me you know i kind of want to feel mm. like i'm drinking something you know and absolutely um, it's the point of a cocktail really isn't it it is but the, you know again there's a lot on the market that that, that would say otherwise and they, and, I, and, I, and I, I don't want to diss that because big, big, it's just the way that they do it and and i think you know it, it's just the way that i think i just think that way you know i think you know i mm. want people to enjoy it but also you know, I want them to relax and to feel relaxed when they're drinking my drinks. I'm trying to not say get them larrups or get them absolutely yeah. mentally, you know, completely. You've been very diplomatic. In yeah, I'm trying to be diplomatic. Here, I just yeah. realised yeah. that I'm not oh, diplomatic. I want to get everyone hammered. I want to get everyone hammered, <laughs> but in a really good way. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and it's it's a terrible way to, to, to think about it, really. But I'm, I'm, again, I'm being true to myself here. Um, it's I want them to have fun. I, I say my drinks are grown up, and I mean grown up because it's like you, you know, if you're going to make something alcoholic, at least use really good booze so they can. They, they're, oh, not, they're not going to like good good booze, good yeah, ingredients, good booze. Yeah. You know, yes, you can make things really strong using crap stuff, but it's uh, but it's not going to have the desired effect. So you know, the, the booze, you know, great drinks. So they they are ingredients, and they got to be used well. Uh, yeah. And there's such an amazing uh, array of, of different spirits and, and liqueurs and, and things to choose from out there. It, you, you know, it's stupid not to use them. Is there a particular favourite? As you say, there is such an array. But ha have you um, have have you spotted uh, like a, a three a three horse race between some some certain flavours this um, you know this year and last year? What's been the the sort of most popular one. So I know what your favourite is. I mean, the first time that we um, that we met and spoke, you um, made it very clear what your favourite is. But yeah. is, is that matched? Is that matched um, to to what um, people are buying from you? Um, uh, no, actually, because because the things that I like the most, I sell the less of. It's funny that, isn't it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. What the hell am I doing? It's uh, but but it's but yeah. I I, I kind of. Um, <laughs> I, I'm really, I, I'm really getting into mezcal at the moment. Um, oh, you've 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 hit um, you've hit something here. So I, I spent a uh, couple couple of years ago. I went to Miami and absolutely fell in love with um, uh, drinking mezcal and drinking mez oh. mezcal based cocktails. So it's absolutely fan fantastic. And obviously, with you know, with a lot of the community over there, um, the the, the had really the quality stuff. of the, yeah. the it was really good stuff but also the cocktails were really amazing as well they're mixing mezcal with like i think i had a mezcal and ginger one or something with yeah. a vast yeah. array of ingredients it was just superb but um that it's, sounds nice it sounds like a yeah i, I create something similar um uh, a mexican mule <laughs> so it's uh Brilliant. so you're using the Brilliant. mezcal and then ginger to create uh, <laughs> what, what would be a normal a vodka sort of based mule drink but it's uh but yeah, using mezcal and a lot of different things. You could, you know, it's a, a Oaxacan Negroni, you know, so it's kind of a use of the mezcal instead of the gin in a Negroni. You do need to dabble around a little bit because it's quite overpowering the mezcal. 
Um, mm. But it is yeah. such an amazing drink. And um, I think that that all comes from when I had Burger Brothers, I used to do a lot of smoking as well, smoking meats and stuff. And so I developed that real yeah. love of Chipotle and, uh, you know, yeah, and yeah. smoked meats. And uh, and that then yeah. comes into the cocktails. You've got mezcal, such an amazing uh, flavor profiles and aromas that you get from it. It's incredible. And it's quite an artisanal product too. I mean, these, you know, for sure, they, they, they you know, mezcal, I mean, it's kind of, they're very, very small independent um, producers, which makes mm. it even better because it's, uh, there's yeah. so many different. The whole varieties. supply chain is, 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 you know, supported in the right way. And it's, yeah, yeah no, I can completely see that. But yeah, there's, is there, is there a sort of a, a running, a running favorite across like what, what gets the most orders of, of you seen? Yeah. Ironically, um, online, a lot of people order my, um, Singapore sling. Um, I would I, never have guessed that. Yeah. I don't, so, I don't, and do you know what it is? I think it's the, it's people of a certain age group that can't get it anywhere else. They've been to Singapore or, or they're expats or they've kind of, you know, I don't know why, but, uh, and Scotland's a lot of people in Scotland like to buy my Singapore slings. <laughs> and I don't know why that is. And I'd love <laughs> to know the market research, but I, but I just don't know why, but I'm, every week I'm shipping to Scotland doing uh, my um, Singapore slings, but, but I love the drink. You know, it's actually something that I wouldn't have ordered in a cocktail bar, to be honest with you, but actually mm. I've learned um, to make a really good one, uh, and actually, I would would I order it in a bar? Probably, I don't know. It's it's a nice thing. I would never order a burger because I made them myself. You know, it's, it's a it, yeah. I do the same thing. It's just you know, can I make it at home? No, okay, then I'm interested in that. Yeah. You know, I want to try that. Do you st- with the Singapore Sling? Are you are you staying staying pretty true to the the raffles or yeah. have you, have you decided because I, mean, I know switching up. Well, there's the stories, aren't there? Stories, aren't there? That raffles have actually dumbed down their, you know, their, their, their products, and it's kind of they've gone there. And I, 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 I don't know if that's true or not, but I think mm. it takes on different interpretations. And then, and then you kind of like every, every sort of, uh, you know, uh, tourist trap strip that has different cocktails on them would have a Singapore sling and done, done in a very sort of uh, commercial way. And I think it's uh, to remain true to its core. I just kind of wanted to hark back to the, the early 1900s and what they would have had in a drink, you know, and it's kind of, um, it's just a bit more refined, I guess, not, yeah. you know, so, so very spirit forward. And I think again, because you're adding soda water to it, I don't have to put soda water in the product, you know, they do that themselves. So i just make a very, very well concocted forward spirit forward uh blend and then, and then they just do the rest themselves they just plop some uh, yeah. a few dashes of chilled soda in there and, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a lemon wedge and you or, or slice and you're, and, you're, and you're good to go you know off you go yeah. and, uh, and 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 export and exporting it over 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 <laughs> to scotland only it seems which is mad I mean, i'm sure one day you'll find out that there's maybe just a just a community of uh you know scots of uh, you know ex, ex-singaporean yeah. uh, you know expats and they, and it's just been them that's just been ordering from <laughs> yeah, you all you're this probably time. right you're probably right i wouldn't be surprised yeah, if that's the case no exactly stranger things have happened <laughs> yeah. um listen carl it was uh, absolutely wonderful you've been uh, an excellent guest oh thank um, you so thank you very much for being on this it's is my brilliant. first podcast so um thank you very much for having me and uh, i hope i didn't ramble too much 